0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new mini series here at the Geekiverse. It's kind of a big mini-series, mini series, <laughs> but mini, mini, you're kidding me. So, 23 episodes coming your way. What has 23 in it? You guessed it. Currently, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Welcome to MCU Review. We've been talking about doing something like this for a long time now. Really, really excited to get this underway. I'm Josiah Leroy. With me, seemingly as always, my man John Fick.
1: Man, I'm so excited to be here.
0: John, this is your baby. Yeah, I just you're you're beaming right now. I am like I, a proud, a proud dad. It's it's just you get to a
1: situation where you you sit through 23 movies and you you're dumbfounded that they pulled it off. They there's a there's this saga. It's a decade, and there's so many films, and they're so good, and it's such a good story. You just want to talk about it. I mean, it, it's something that I go through all the time. Ever since Disney Plus came out, I just want to rewatch these movies and I want to talk to somebody about it. Now we got the show. The MCU reviewed is here. We rewatch, we review.
0: Baby, I'm in. It's now given us another reason to, to watch the MCU movies. As if we needed it's it. It's quite incredible. <laughs> As if we needed it. Joining us, the new face at the Geekiverse. He's everywhere,
2: ladies and gentlemen. <laughs>
0: The Platinum King, ah, there it is. Rashawn there Anderson.
2: <laughs> What's up, everybody? What's going on? <laughs>
0: so, uh, excited to bring you this show. We kind of sort of did this a little bit with Star Wars. Uh, we only got about uh, a third of the way through. We'll get that. We'll revisit that at some point. We will. We will. I commit that. I'm, I'm uh, committing to you. We, we will do that. We will do it. It's called Hindsight, a Star Wars series. Uh, we were doing it in the lead up to Rise of Skywalker. Fall off the tracks a little bit, but you can go watch episodes one through Solo. Almost no, yeah, Solo. Yeah, we did solo. Right yeah. now, so all we're missing so, is the trilogy, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So what we are doing here today? We're going to talk about Iron Man. But first, uh, MCU review is presented by our friends at Fantastic uh some of the the best people you'll ever meet uh what do they do they sell geeky themed shirts that you can find at 26shirts.com fantastic that's f-a-n-t-e-e-s-t-i-c and proceeds go to those in need uh real quick uh some of the 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 situations that their proceeds have helped over the years. Uh, families with needs like a young daughter fighting leukemia, uh, another daughter who has had an eye removed because of rare pediatric cancer, a family whose son was hit by a car. There's no end to the amount of wonderful people that 26 Shirts and Fantastic have helped over the years. They have raised over $750,000. Directly to these families since their inception just a few years back we are extremely pleased and proud to have them be a part of this so as always uh, MCU review will be presented by fantastic more on them later in the show guys we are here today to talk about this oh movie right man. here And he's got the hard copy coming in hot got the hard copy got all the hard copies so we'll be able to do that we'll post uh some links to where you can find this oh yeah i think Rashawn's is
1: a more og i think yours
0: is a re-release
1: yeah this is the og yeah, this for is sure. the
2: og right
0: here dude Rashawn, <laughs> that one is awesome so real quick background on this uh i became an mcu fanboy when avengers came out 2012 first avengers movie as in many. Okay i'm definitely not alone in that when uh, when that that shared universe hit me that that was a possibility and that it was so cool and so well done on what i thought was a large scale with avengers i mean my goodness look what we've done with infinity war that i went out to best buy and bought every mcu movie without seeing them oh wow that was it that was it uh we'll get into a little bit more nitty-gritty on that shortly cool. but this was one of the movies that i purchased so John, why don't we give a little bit of a rundown on what the series is going to look like here week in, week out? Yeah, so we're, so of
1: course, weekly, we're going to ask you guys if you want to follow along from home. Every Monday, we're going to post this. So you've got a whole week. We're going in order, release order, of course. We're not gonna to try to get fancy and go in different timelines and, and you know the yearly order stuff like that. People, crazy people that like to watch the the prequels before the the original trilogy in Star Wars. We're not we're not getting silly like that. Um, release order every week, twenty three weeks, unless we double up. We'll figure that out. That's a lot of weeks. We'll we'll, we'll see what's going on. Um, but you'll always know. Follow us on the, on Twitter over at the Geekiverse on Twitter. Um, we want you following along. We want to be in the comments, feeling like. You're part of the show as well. I want to know. I want to get some Twitter reviews and see what other people think, not just us. So I want I want engagement to be a big part of this one. Um, Every week, doing a show, we're gonna be breaking down. First, we're gonna start. We're gonna watch the trailer. That was a great idea. We didn't have that in the show notes until recently. We're gonna watch the very first trailer, see what that looks like. We're gonna break down our thoughts and impressions. We're gonna rank the MCU every week. That rank is gonna change. So we're gonna fight. We're, that's my, that, that is by far what I'm most excited for, to see how this, this shared ranking plays out. Um, basically, at the end of every episode, we're going to pull up a graphic with, uh, with our current rankings, and we're going to fight out where we think it belongs in the list. So we're going we're gonna to vote. We're going to see where it lands. And we've got a little special surprise, too. So we've got something called the Snap. <laughs> you, might, you might see over on our, our sides here, we've got a couple of Infinity Gauntlets here. The snaps. So those snaps represent a uh, an action that we can take if we think that something got snubbed. Say Rashawn and I, we think Iron Man is better than Guardians of the Galaxy, so it gets a higher spot. Josiah disagrees. He can use one of his snaps. He puts out a Twitter poll over on The Geek vs. Twitter, and it simply says Iron Man versus Guardians of the Galaxy. If the fans come through and they win it for him, those two numbers flip. He gets what he wants. Yeah. The rankings are affected, so we each get three snaps. That's going to be pretty fun. They have to be touching, so it base it has to be. We can only let one movie hop another. We're not going to be able to pull Thor: Dark World from the from very last place and throw it at number one. We're not letting huh. that happen. Not happening. <laughs> so yeah, they have to be touching. We get three of them. You can save them. You cannot use them if you if we all agree. Not a big deal. Um, but that's going to be a lot of fun using those snaps. So definitely follow us over uh, on Twitter at the Geekiverse because that's where those polls will be. Feel free to promote this. Like once, once you put that poll out there, get all your friends. Try to get somebody famous to retweet it. Get all, get all the interaction you want because you're going to need some help.
0: So, John, a little housekeeping here on the show. Yeah. If uh, we're a few weeks in and I, I want to use my first snap, mm-hmm. I could do that middle of the show without you guys knowing. Correct? Or do we need to wait until we figure things out? So, so in my eyes, the snaps would happen after the show.
1: You, you would, okay. You would have an idea throughout the week and you would put out that tweet and you, that, that poll will run until the next show. Sounds good. So you'll reveal whether or not your snap
0: was successful in that very next show. Beautiful. Yeah, I love it, I love it. So, uh, quick spoiler alert to everybody out there. I know for a fact, when given the opportunity, John's gonna try to rile me up. I see it, I see it in his, his smirk right now. Just look at him. It's gonna <laughs> happen. We have a lot of the uh, same rankings, We because we both previously ranked the MCU and uh, there there are a few notable exceptions, which we we'll, you'll see in the coming weeks. And it's gonna be a blast. Rashawn, I'm getting to know Rashawn a little bit here, so we'll we'll see kind of where where people go with, with different rankings and how we use our snaps, but guys, it's it's gonna be this fun. is gonna be a blast. And I will
1: say you know, we've both ranked the, the MCU before. I, I could not off the top of my head give you even Total. my top ten of what I've ranked them in before. I always like to try to do it like with a fresh look. And as, as I've just watched these movies kind of pair them against what I had just seen. I think that's the most fun way to do it rather than to just like pull up a list of 23 movies and just drag them around without, you know, having any fresh context. I couldn't even, I don't know if I can tell you the top five I picked for the last time I did an MCU ranking. So I always like to kind of, to redo this cause it's, it's just fun. I just like talking the it MCU. Changes. It does. It, <laughs> it does change. Absolutely. Yeah, no doubt.
0: Yeah. Totally into it. Uh... Do uh, do we want to start with the trailer?
1: Yeah, let's. So let's sure. get up the okay. Iron Man trailer. So we all have to pull so, it up on our own devices here. So give us a second. Uh,
0: what is happening while John's pulling that up? Yeah, you, uh, you're. If you're watching the show, you're watching at YouTube.com/slash/thegeekiverse or at thegeekiverse.com. Uh, you may be listening to this in podcast form on a number of different uh, podcast providers. That being said, we're going to be silent for about two minutes and twenty nine seconds. No, the the podcast did not go dead. Uh, just wait it out or, or fast forward. Nothing, obviously, we can do about that. But from the video end, you'll be seeing what we're watching here because we want to watch this and react hear, to it. They're
1: going to hear the trailer, the podcast version. It'll, it'll come through vines, So you'll be able to listen along. Paint yourself a little picture. Try to, try to visualize and conceptualize what you think the Iron Man trailer looks like just via sound. <laughs>
0: gotcha so disregard what i said you will hear the trailer you won't be able to see what john said there yeah Um,
1: i tried to find like the very first trailer i can find i did see some people in the comments saying like oh like the the very first trailer doesn't exist anywhere i don't recall i i remember iron man being a thing but (gasps) this is the first one i found
2: the Da Vinci of our time. What do you say to that? Absolutely ridiculous. I don't paint. What do you say to your other nickname, the Merchant of Death? That's not bad. They say the best weapon is one you never have to fire. I prefer the weapon. You only need to fire once. That's how Dad did it. That's how America does it. And it's worked out pretty well so far. To peace.
0: Is it cool if I take a picture with you?
1: Yes. It's very cool. I don't want to see this on your MySpace page. Please, no gang signs. No, throw it up, I'm kidding.
2: You have to tomorrow... ...to assemble my missile. I should be dead already unless it was for a reason.
0: I just finally know what I have to do.
2: That doesn't look like a mess, sir. What are you building, Stark? I'm working on something big.
1: All right, boys, what do we think of that trailer?
2: Rasha, sure, you go first. Um, it's kind of surreal scene. I, I, I remember that trailer, but I, don't. I, there, I haven't watched again. It's been, uh, this <laughs> was 12 years. Yeah. Um,
0: first time I ever saw that trailer just now, probably me. Too. Yeah. Feel,
1: maybe I've seen it on a commercial one out, you know, back in 08 or nine, but like that does not
2: seem very familiar it's tough to be Yeah, i only only remember little snippets of it um just of course being you know a little nerd at that time uh it's great i mean it captured i love the of course you got to play iron man in the iron man uh trailer of course um and we'll talk about this throughout most of these movies but just talking about seeing this stuff now knowing the end result and obviously you know the mcu isn't over it'll continue but just knowing the end result and then putting that into context and what we were seeing back then like the only thing that comes to mind at least from the trailer aspect is i feel like i remember feeling like not necessarily the dream come true that was more avengers but just looking at robert downey jr at that time and being like man like and obviously before seeing the movie but just from the trailer, he captured what I would want in Iron Man, oh, yeah. uh, what I wanted from Tony Stark, and I got that just from the trailer. Uh, so, getting to see that come to life, getting to see a live-action Iron Man, um, not going to lie and say that was something I've always wanted, you know, that's something you would want growing up, like Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, X-Men, way back in the, in the classic Marvel days, but seeing a live-action Iron Man was something that was like what (laughs) exactly
1: yeah so i think that's where i'm at with it too is i i don't think i remember much of this trailer i don't even know how much i was aware of this movie coming out before it was already out um i know for a fact that i saw it in theaters i but i remember doing so because there was already buzz around it i remember maybe not going on opening weekend but maybe the the following weekend after some friends had already seen it and back in 08 i didn't really like i was still in high school i was i was probably 08 i would have been a junior in high school Uh, sophomore in high school actually I wasn't running in circles with nerds to be honest like I did I had I had friends that were like sort of interested in that stuff but I didn't I didn't get into those those uh those friend groups until after high school so like I I didn't have much buzz around this other than like what I saw online and I'm like okay you know Spider-Man's the best best superhero movie so Iron Man we'll see we didn't know what they they were going to attempt to build with the MCU um so the buzz hit trailers barely affected me I went to see it I remember being absolutely blown away by it though like, just straight up, like, they, they, I thought, I thought Spider Man was like the, we wanted superhero movies. They perfected it. That's what we want. We got the campiness. We got a little bit of seri- seriousness. I thought you couldn't do it better than Spider Man. Then Iron Man came out, and I'm like, these guys know what's up. I didn't, I didn't care about Iron Man before two hours ago, but they're doing something cool here.
0: <laughs> I think, um, so this is one of three MCU movies I did not see in theaters. Uh, we'll get, you know back to that and more episodes for us down the line here but uh 2008 i think back and so i was just ahead of your timeline a little bit john i i was a senior uh, in high school and dark night uh, was 2008 oh yeah i saw play. that yeah. four times in theaters which is the most i've ever seen any movie uh tied for any Star Wars film by the way. And that that was my uh,
1: that was actually my number
0: 1 for a while until Endgame.
1: I saw it also four times in theaters.
0: <laughs> Very nice. Uh, so Batman at the, I was Batman crazy. And I was traditionally not a superhero guy. And to your point John, uh, same thing in high school I was not really into kind of the these nerdy circles if you will. I was always a video gamer. But more casual and um, I'm not really into anything comic booky. Star Wars was about it for me. Enter Batman. That was it for me at that point. I was like, oh my gosh, this is my favorite superhero. Dark Knight. I'm into it. I wanted to go back play or uh, you know, read comics. So were you not really into, the, into-
1: uh, the, the Raimi Spider-Man movies? Those didn't do much for you?
0: Uh, I saw all of them. I I enjoyed them, but th- it was never anything more than casual. Got it. It was never like what, like we eat, sleep and breathe this stuff now Sure. that it was like, Oh cool. There's a new Spider-Man and yeah, I'll go see it. And I saw all three of those original ones in theaters. Did not see Iron Man. Um, looking at this trailer here and, and watching it, like I said, for the first time, it's so origin esque and that's what the movie is. So that's fine. But, I don't know that this would have gotten me excited back in the day. Nowadays, I probably because again, this is what we do. But um, watching the the trailer through and seeing Iron Man in his Iron Man actual suit that was, that was pretty cool. Yeah. And again, you know, we we got to think back. Robert Downey Jr. was. He was a guy that was trying to build his stock back up af- after some relatively rough years. So coming back into to the game here with this, and then he had the Sherlock Holmes movie shortly after that, uh, this was the beginning of of a nice prominent return for a, for a guy like that, yeah. who I consider to be one of the, arguably the greatest superhero casting of all time. Oh, no doubt. Uh, I, th- I think that was like, perfect casting.
1: And I, and I think at that point, like Robert Downey Jr., he was kind of untouchable for for like a lot of studios, from what I remember reading. And John Favreau was like adamant that they take a chance on this guy. I think if you look up a lot of like the trivia and the quotes he has, the quote that like I just knew this is the guy that could pull off the lovable asshole, which is yeah, straight up what this character is.
0: I yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, we've got kind of on our list here. Uh, so you know do you remember seeing it in theaters did you guys each just see this once in theaters
1: just once for sure but i did see it in theaters
2: this is actually one of uh two movies i didn't mcu movies i didn't see in theaters i remember my first experience watching it but this was actually one i did not watch in theaters
0: gotcha um so you know we talked about dark knight had come out this year that Took over. It was hysteria for a while. Um, Iron Man was there, kind of almost quietly, in contrast to that. And later on, as we'll talk about next week, uh, Incredible Hulk. So good year for for superheroes at the box office. Um, John, do you have the box office numbers pulled up just yet?
1: Yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, so total box office on Iron Man One was five hundred and eighty-five million. So, I mean. A big movie, and especially for 2008, that's a huge movie, like an absolute phenomenal box office run. Um, so 585. I mean, it sounds it sounds minuscule to the numbers we're used to talking about with the MCU, obviously. And even you mentioned the Dark Knight. I have that pulled up as well. Dark Knight did just over a billion. So it was one of those uh, it was one of those movies that hit the B. But obviously, very different situations, different caliber. This was people got to remember Marvel was not Marvel until the MCU started mm-hmm. to. to I mean, like. DC, what like you're talking pop culture. DC was ahead of Marvel in everyone's mindshare, unless maybe you were like a comic book fanboy. But for like normal pop culture, it was Batman, it was Superman, it was Joker. Like those were, th- those were ahead of the the Spider Mans and the X Men's for a while in in, in terms of mindshare before the MCU. So when the Dark Knight comes out and it is what it is and it makes that kind of money, like. It's to be expected, the film was incredible. Five eighty-five for Iron Man is nothing to nothing to scoff at. Uh, it's ranked number seventy-four for lifetime gross. That's not adjusted for anything, so that's just total cash. Number seventy-four, respectable in the top one hundred.
0: Yeah, it's good, and even by today's standards, it's good. Good. Yeah. It's not necessarily good for an MCU movie with how just they they've kind of taken off for us. Yeah. But two thousand eight—that's saying a lot. And I mean, imagine if Dark Knight pulls the similar numbers to that nowadays like my my goodness i don't know absolutely crazy
1: i don't know what the budget was but i mean you assume it wasn't anything north of 200 million it was probably in those those low 100s if, if that so i mean it made its money back and then some and again it was the foundation for this it wasn't it wasn't a mid-tier movie it didn't come out after any kind of like established groundwork was laid
0: No, john you you couldn't be more spot on we always i think take it for granted nowadays but this is iron man is the hero that built the the mcu arguably or at least it was the backbone of this to to start because you're right
1: like that's
0: well marvel was not really totally relevant it it was relevant but not to the degree of dominance that we see nowadays where people care about these b c and d list superheroes and come out in droves to see them whereas you had your headliners back here and it was still a risk to, to like take those on so with with Disney and Marvel getting that done it's just man it's quite a different world we live in from 12 years ago when we're talking about Marvel yeah I think it's worth um,
1: noting that this is just like what they had to work with they didn't have Sony or they didn't have spider-man Sony had spider-man locked up they didn't have Hulk which right now Hulk kind of seems beats here to us but like 90s early 2000s Hulk was up there with spider-man and the X-Men as like the most popular uh, Marvel characters hulk has always been up there that's why we got multiple hulk movies series stuff like that they didn't even know that they had to kind of license that movie out they didn't have x-men at all so to take a, a character like iron man which was like arguably beats here maybe even seats here at the time and make it what it was was like great work great work
0: and thing... um, oh go ahead my bad. no you're good rashawn you take over Okay.
2: Um, one thing to add too, you guys kind of hinted at it earlier uh, that this Marvel wasn't the Marvel that we know. Um, Marvel Studios is on the verge of bankruptcy if this movie, uh, well, at at the time, and if this movie doesn't work out, uh, all of the Marvel superheroes get Spider Man. They get sold off to Universal. Maybe more get sold off to Sony. They get sold off to Paramount. They just get shipped out, and then we never get exactly what we got with the mcu um so that's a big thing to keep in mind as well so <laughs> iron man literally this was like uh they were on life support yeah, this was- <laughs> and and iron man not only saved uh saved the day in the movie saved the day in real life <laughs> so that that's huh. a big uh part of history to know and the risky thing with this movie too is that Again, we look at it now, and it's like, man, that's tough to believe, especially people that grew up with this MCU stuff. Um, Iron Man at the time of release, C tier, C tier superhero. I think it's like,
1: not even—it's not even a stretch to say that Iron Man was more iconic for the Black Sabbath song than it was for the comic book character at the time
2: before that movie yeah, came out. At, at that time, like right. your heavy hitters for Marvel. Uh, probably in this order, Spider-Man, Incredible Hulk, uh X-Men, Fantastic Four. Yep. Those are your those are your major players that's- with Spider-Man and Hulk being global brands.
1: And spoiler,
2: that's why somebody
1: else owned all of those other brands cuz they were worth something.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So they were left with Thor, Captain America, uh it, it, at the time they were left with scraps and they turned those scraps into icons that are now (laughs) that are now the global icons that spider-man and hulk were and still are yep
0: it's a it's amazing and to think like so we kind of grew up in the middle of it and maybe to a lesser degree like i i didn't appreciate the 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 turnaround with what we saw with marvel because i didn't know any better but there are you know think of generations older than us who saw this this happen where like Rashawn you said they became icons and then we think about generations that are maybe a little younger than us and even past that they'll never know probably a time when marvel isn't king obviously we'd never know what tomorrow holds but this mcu is legendary this is established like that's that's what they're gonna know how crazy is that yeah
1: it all starts with iron man
0: all starts with Iron Man, who I you know, he's the the father of the MCU. Just um some bullet points I wanted to go through. You guys feel free to interrupt me, but I, I kinda was taking notes as I, I was watching the, the movie on Disney Plus just uh, the other day. But as is, is we kind of mentioned with other studios being involved, see the Paramount logo right up front. Yeah, they like,
1: they published and distributed this movie. Yeah
0: amazing right again that's so foreign to us now with where we are with with what disney and marvel studios have done but back then this movie was a risk from a financial standpoint for sure so paramount is there um, a few things that kind of date the movie which i think is great because i we're only 12 years removed from the movie but it feels like it holds up beautifully like with without almost without a step to me uh, a few references myspace yeah right off the you bat love that. you love uh, that one. Uh, that is one of my
2: favorite ones. Rashardi, was yeah, on you? It. I'm yeah. sorry. No worries. Um, I had I had that in my notes too. Yeah, MySpace. Cool though. Cool to see them. You know, taking
1: stabs. They you know, they they took the bet on the wrong social
0: media. But hey, <laughs> I love it though. I absolutely love that. Tony's phone even is supposed to be this this high tech phone, and it's got you know a version of essentially FaceTime on it. Yeah. But it looks like a a phone. <laughs> easily from the the mid 2000s there when i say i
1: wasn't like a nerd in high school i was a tech nerd so i remember that verizon phone coming out and being such a weird like design i used to watch like all those phone reviews and stuff like that so i was super familiar with whatever that phone was called back then and i'm like that phone can't do video (laughs) calling i know for a fact that thing doesn't do video calling
0: garbage (laughs) yeah and speaking of other kind of you know odd references uh, i don't know if you guys remember or not but like burger king was a huge sponsor of this this movie, too. So obviously, you know, Tony wants a cheeseburger when he gets back uh, to America and he's eating a Burger King burger. uh But like, Burger King was all a. Ab- yeah.
1: Oh, Josiah froze up on me. Oh, we lost Josiah again. He'll come back in just a second. <laughs> and he's back already. But it, that was kind of another interesting thing. Josiah, we lost you for a second. I'm coming back. Yeah. I'm coming back. You're always every coming back. Show. The, the yeah, every show. Oh, am I back? You're back. <laughs> the The thing I wanted to point out about the burgers, just to gloss over you completely dropping out and ruining the show, is um I didn't realize that he ate three burgers until this viewing he eats one burger. he gets out of the limo he has a wrapper in his hand I thought it was his one yeah. no he, he, when he gets out of the limo he has a wrapper in his hand he hands that wrapper to somebody else and he grabs and he opens another burger as he's walking to the uh, walking into the, the, the press call or wherever he's walking into and then as he's sitting on the stage he opens another burger he and takes a few bites one.
0: three burgers involved
1: big development <laughs>
0: so, yeah definitely never noticed that it's either three burgers or a problem with continuity <laughs> how come that's never talked about we talk about everything else in the MCU Um, Yeah, that was just another interesting thing. Um, Something definitely to note here is we got a the original Rhodes, uh, James Rhodes, played by Terrence Howard. Yeah, Uh, a fine performance. You know, no no complaints from my end. However, he is not uh, he's not the Rhodes to me. After what we saw with every movie past this, of course, I would have loved to see what
1: Terrence Howard would have done. Because i think he had like a he, he had a little bit more of that comedic element that don cheadle doesn't have don Sheetle does great he, he's a really really good roads great war machine he's got those good quips but they're more like serious like they're almost like stepfather like quip quips like he's, he's he's a little prestigious he's more of a war general whereas like the the first roads we got was a little more a, a little more slapstick and i think we could have gotten a little just just would have loved to see that alternate timeline what that would have looked like I, i'm interested for sure don't know if it would have been better I thought he was great. Who knows what would have happened in the future? Love Don Cheadle, too, so can't go wrong.
0: I agree. Um, Tony and Pepper's relationship. So, obviously, we know where it gets to, and, and I think it evolves very nicely over the Iron Man and uh, other MCU movies. But here, it's it's mostly work professional, but then they kind of start throwing these quips at each other and, obviously, these you know the flirting here and there. And I think it's kind of funny to go back and, and see them Where they were because i forget about their dynamics sometimes in just all of the stuff that happens in the mcu yeah uh so you know i thought that was something to note as well
2: it's so natural and it's not forced a lot of uh superhero movies prior and even after the romance is always so forced um like it like they just wanted to make it a part of the story just because i feel like their relationship more than any other relationship in most comic book movies is it just flows Yeah, and I think it's natural a
1: big reason for that is if you kind of do a little bit more research and read all these mcu facts and quips like i have the the script for iron man was not done when they started filming this movie the the script was not done they were they were more they were more worried about the action sequences than they were the story so they wanted to start filming john favreau wasn't in that mindset he obviously wanted there to be some good stuff so he told our dj to start just ad-libbing so that uh, the, if you ever notice in iron man there's a lot of multi-camera shots where they're switching back and forth cam wise it's because they were taking so many different takes because a lot of that stuff was just straight up ad-libbed so a lot of that pepper pots tony those in like i think specifically the stuff where he's in his shop a lot of the that conversation is just straight up natural ad-libbed conversation that just happened on the spot probably took a bunch of takes but it was all just uh all just improv a lot of it at least obviously wow. not the whole movie but yeah there's there's a good amount of improv and i think it really shows and th- they the way they really play off each other is natural like you said
0: yeah, their dynamic is great when it comes to chemistry, uh, between RDJ and Gwyneth Paltrow. I think it's 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 if you didn't have that, you know, we're looking at a different story between those those two characters, for sure. Um last kind of note that I had was um it's relevant today, the the Ten Rings references. Yeah. Uh so you know, one of the the upcoming movies, uh Shang Chi and the Legend of the, the Ten Rings, I believe it's gonna be called. Um a character i know really nothing about same, honestly same either. but what an incredible thing that that you know what's going to be prominent in that movie is uh, something that is referenced all the way back in movie number 1 yeah. and the mcu does this time and time again where it pulls old references without feeling out of place and forced whereas maybe sometimes star wars doesn't do as good of a job for example the mcu does it and makes it relevant uh, sure. Like we see some of the these these characters or storylines go all the way through. It's just it's just uh, incredible writing. The way so and, uh,
1: the way I the, the way that hits me is a little bit more that it was um, it was planning for Iron Man more so than it was for the MCU. Because if I understand again, I'm not a big comic guy, more of a film MCU kind of guy. Um, the Ten Rings are like huge huge Iron Man. I mean that's like that's like Spider Man, Doc Ock stuff. Like it's a very 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 big prominent villain slash organization in the Iron Man stuff. So I almost feel like that was more of like all right. At the very least we'll, we want to keep Iron Man going, so we're gonna plant like, you know, those kind of things. Yeah, not, great for them to include that kind of stuff. Obviously we see more of that seed planting later, but cool stuff.
0: Yeah, it's amazing all these years later. Um kind of a, a quick plug too. In the lead up to Infinity War, I had written an article on on uh some of my members of the Gigaverse had helped as well, but an article on every single movie. Um We did call that series Some Assembly Required, which I know we were kind of tossing around names for for this at first. Mm. But in short, it'll list uh, just a quick synopsis of the movie if you want to get caught up in addition to this episode. uh, Notable appearances. So we kind of listed almost comic book style. So obviously this being the first movie, it'll say first appearance of Iron Man, first appearance of Pepper Potts, James Rohde, and so on and so forth. We also list uh, what Stan Lee's appearance looks like and the post-credit scenes. Or, in this case, scene. So, uh, Stan Lee's appearance, we get it uh, midway through the movie here. He's kind of pictured as this Hugh Hefner-like character, and I believe he calls him Hef, he right? He
1: yeah. So, I, I love talking about that. Like Again, I don't think there's a real answer out there, but was RDJ... I'm sorry, was... Uh... Was Tony Stark confusing him for Hef, or was Stan Lee actually playing Hugh Hefner? I wonder what the intent was when they actually filmed that scene, because obviously they didn't have the foresight to realize that they were going to cameo him in 23 movies from out, like, you know, they weren't planting that scene, they just wanted to get Hef, they just wanted Hef, they wanted to get uh, Stan Lee in here, obviously just to pay the respect and the, and the homage, but I wonder if he was actually playing Hef, or if Tony just confused them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like the ambiguity there uh going unanswered there. However, I'll say uh you know, forgive me. Didn't Stan Lee cameo in most Marvel movies before that? Yeah too. Oh yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. But he always okay. played
1: a character. I, I just don't know if it's ever been something on the nose like this before.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that uh, that's a good one. That's that's in your face. Uh the post credit scene is Nick Fury uh kind of laying out the idea of the Avenger initiative. So, you know, kinda laying the groundwork here for, for what is
2: this post-credit scene so still gives me butterflies to this very day. Especially um, knowing what we know now. Yes, and I, I know you guys—you uh, said you weren't big into like you know the nerd circles or, or whatnot. Um, I was. Uh, <laughs> so, no, no, <laughs> you know I, I was. I just didn't have friends that also were. <laughs> right, right, right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, the it's tough for me even to put into words, and I know we'll get to this more so especially when we get to the the first avengers movie um the even the the concept of an avengers movie of any sort of of live action of course you know but not counting anything animated but anything live like that just didn't register just because that's something you laughed off that's something that's like okay they can't they they can barely do blade right you know they have a laughable electro movie of uh, spider-man's nowhere to be found after spider-man they're like these are things that you just don't think of yeah um at that at that time in 2008 and then seeing that and seeing Nick Fury, uh, and the scene, Sam know, Jackson, Jackson like, oh my, I was going to yeah, say, like, right. N- nobody, I, seeing,
1: if, if that casting was out there and people knew that I certainly didn't. When I, when I first saw right. that, I was like, that
2: was something that I, at the time I, I did not know, yeah. uh, that, that was definitely a shock to me. So just seeing that and hearing him say, I'm here to talk to you about the Avengers initiative. And yeah. it's just like,
1: what? And, <laughs> and watching that now for me, like, it's just the, the, the parallels it has to the MCU. What he just straight up says, you don't know this now. But you're part of of a bigger universe, and it's just like now when I watch that I get chills. There they are.
0: There's the- you can't you can't see it, but yeah, they're there. There's the Spider <laughs> Sense. It's
2: just like man, it's so good.
1: It's just perfect.
2: And we had no idea. Like we thought, and it, it got to a point. Even with the first Avengers, we thought we knew. We didn't know anything. sure <laughs> seriously, like think about that. We,
0: you know, I think uh, most people would feel the same. But when we got to the original Avengers, I was like. My goodness, this is one of my favorite movies ever. We just had this crazy shared universe with, you know, five or six superheroes. How could it get any better than this? And then it we does. get to Infinity War and Endgame and like it's just like they they were always pushing the ceiling yeah. on everything. And it it holds such a special place in my heart. I couldn't agree more with you guys. That sentiment that, you know, you don't know it yet. Is is so meaningful and important, yeah. and goes beyond that movie and that character, and even RDJ, right? Like, just man, I even wrote my the uh, Some Assembly Required Part One article that, um, the movie was important for a number of reasons to MC the MCU and Infinity War, but uh, one of those caveats was that it cast Robert Downey Jr. as a version of himself, no doubt. And Pavlok, uh, Jeff Pavlock has always said, "There's no acting there." He's no, not acting. Just, he's he's having fun. Yeah. He's being himself. Is, yeah,
2: that is if Improv. you watch Robert Downey interviews like as much as I have over the years like that that that's him like straight yeah. up. <clears throat>
1: yeah. One thing I, absolutely uh, amazing. One thing I think that's worth noting for the series is we're talking a lot about the entire MCU. That's not always going to happen, but it's just so cool to see where like where it started. You can't help but watch this movie and think about this movie and of course absorb it for what it is, but also just think about what it what it created and how it was such a foundation. So I think we're going to be focusing more, a lot more on the actual, you know, talking about the contents of movies from here on out, but we can't, we can't skip over the importance of the impact this movie had on the MCU.
0: No, absolutely not. John's right. like We can't talk about Iron Man, the character or the movie, without talking about how integral it was to the entire MCU experience. And therefore this show, Yeah. Uh, it's just, man, it's, it's a, it's a beautiful film. I guess let's, let's talk just a little bit more about that. If you want, like overall, iron man is a movie here. If we're just kind of looking at this movie, general thoughts, relative, maybe rankings or, or quality. Let's talk about it a little bit. So, I'm,
2: I'm going to give credit. So I'll go, I'll go the route of, uh, I want to give credit to this movie actually, because Marvel uh, and the MCU movies in general have the bad rap of having, a. Uh, subpar villains let's just say and and in fairness to uh Kevin Feige and their and and Marvel and their in their direction they've always stated from the beginning that hey our movies are going to be focused are going to be hero centric first the rest comes later that was something that they always mentioned way back when um with that being said though this movie doesn't follow along that trope uh the the Obadiah character for me in my opinion um it's not it's not a you know, not a Thanos level or a Loki level villain, but I would say out of the many subpar villains that we do have in the MCU, I feel like he is a better one. Just cause just seeing his antics, uh seeing how he set up Tony from the beginning of the movie and seeing how that thread follows Tony along the way. And of course the realization like, man, this guy that's been and Obadiah's been in his life since he took over the company when uh, I think they said when Tony was twenty one years old. Yeah. So seeing that, you know, even and but i is obviously older than him so seeing uh i'm sure there was a point where he looked to him as a mentor in a way even though tony was the boss so just seeing that thread um and then of course at the end him turning into the iron monger and seeing how that stuff uh turned uh how that stuff turned out but i personally feel like uh he is one and of course jeff bridges how can you not love jeff bridges yeah come on um but just seeing seeing that character development from from that that we don't really see in most of these mcu villains a lot of it is just like hey here's a bad guy uh you know thor guardians take him out that's pretty much it for I, a do, I gotta it. respond some depth to it. yeah it definitely had
1: some depth to it so here's how i'll break down obadiah stain and iron man one he was a great character for half of the movie he was a good <clears throat> villain for a quarter of the movie and then he was a cartoon horrible horrible antagonist for the last quarter of the movie all of, that that stands out to me now more than ever. All of a sudden, Obadiah Stane goes from somebody who has ill will against Tony because he wants the best for his company to a man that will pick up a car with a family of five and and just sacrifice them to kill Tony for what? To get the company back? No, that's not going to happen anymore. Like he throws all there there's a certain point where he throws all of his motivations out the window and just wants to kill Tony, and there's no real reason for that. So. That's the only thing that I I take away from him being, uh, that I would take away from him, his performance as being a great villain, is just, it just doesn't hold up, and that's not Jeff Bridges, he is incredible, he's awesome, it's just the writing, it's for the time, it's very early in in these superhero movies, it it wasn't a smooth transition from somebody who has some ill intentions, to somebody who was a mass murdering villain, who doesn't really have a way out of this anymore. (laughs)
2: Let so, me clear up my stance real quick. Yeah. Not great, just just good, like capital G-double-O-D. <laughs> and again, a lot
1: of it was great, but then <clears> there's a specific <throat> turn where he holds that family of five and is about to murder them for no reason. That's where it kind of turns. Right.
0: right. So I got to talk about Job- Jobadiah, I say. Give me a second on that. With Obadiah Stain, uh, I love Obadiah Stain. <laughs> um, here's why. I think John kind of put it in a nice breakdown with the three parts for me, you know, just about until the, the end of his time in the movie, it holds up uh, two days ago when I'm watching this movie, the moment that kind of stood out to me, not, you know, aside from the the family of five in the car (laughs) is when he is shooting at Tony and his explanation is that he ripped out his
2: targeting system. Oh, yeah. He's not coming close <laughs> he's not to not hitting close. him. Yeah. I remember that too. Yeah. Yeah. That stood out to he, me too. He, it's like, like a reality. Right? Yeah. Sit so <laughs> so still, you little prick. And I thought it was absolutely hysterical. <laughs> yeah.
0: And uh, that was kind of the moment where I was like, all right, this guy's become cheesy comic book villain guy. Yeah, And, you know, yeah. that's fine. That's fine. I like campiness. Again,
1: <laughs> it I I still love it, but it's, it's worth critiquing. We're here to re- review the yeah. movie. I think there's just this this clear gap between what his original intentions were. Were just to drive Tony out of the company because he wanted what's best, and he wanted to keep selling weapons, and he wanted Tony out. He wanted to kill Tony, but he didn't want to be public about that. You know, he always wanted to kill Tony. He's the one who ordered the first hit. He didn't want to, you know, trample citizens and murder families of five. That's there's a quick turn there. It's just, you know, yeah. So a few,
0: a few moments on particularly why I love the character but what's funny is if you guys uh if you guys know what my dad looks like at all especially if my dad shaves his head he looks like Obadiah Stane so in my phone for the better part of the last 7 years it's a picture of Obadiah Stane for his ID uh in my phone um <laughs> it's just when you you know if you've never seen him and you see him you'll you'll find the correlation and never be able to unsee it because that's who he is um the other part to this is <laughs> Longtime Geekiverse fans will note a very cheesy and potentially hilarious video that we did to celebrate the release of Civil War. Uh, we did a debate. <laughs> it was meant to be like SNL stupid, where we had a, a character from our someone from our staff play Steve Rogers and someone play um Iron Man, or uh, Tony Stark, and they had a debate over what was Civil War. I was the moderator, and I played a character named Jobadiah Stane. Of course, because why not, right? So oh, that video man. still exists on our, our YouTube, and did it was so dumb. It, no, I did not. not That's why I was Jobadiah. Otherwise, I would have been Obadiah. You'd still be was... Jobadiah. Come on. <laughs> uh, so two moments in the movie that I really loved, particular with him, where I really felt like he was maybe close to to peak villain uh when he yells at the scientist and he says tony stark built this in a cave yes, the box that yes that was next level deep intense jeff bridges uh such presence and the other time is when uh pepper is trying to or she succeeds in downloading what she needs to to the flash drive because when he comes around even that just that whole scene there's this fe- this sense of horror and dread like oh my gosh he is going the tension to tension go- in that
2: scene is is real
0: yeah like that was probably peak character for him for me and i uh i always look back at him with uh, a certain fondness because of some of those those moments uh, a lot of
1: great moments. Again, I, I thought it was worth mentioning because he, he does have a pretty, a pretty quick tail off, but Jeff Bridges absolutely killed it. Very, very good villain for most of the movie. Love the twist. I mean, didn't expect a twist when I first saw it in theaters and stuff like that. Good. Well done. Just falls off at the end.
0: In terms of uh, kind of our itinerary here, would you guys have any estimate as to how many times you've seen this movie? Whew. In total?
1: I've got to be. Mm. I've got to be floating around, if not slightly north of ten.
0: I, I'm probably around there. I got to In, be incomplete. So I started. I might be further than that. Let's see. Like, I could be crazy and do the math, but I started doing full MCU rewatches right around the time that Guardians of the Galaxy came out. Okay. Like I. So just a, just about every Marvel movie that came out after that maybe skip a few I guess um, I would start rewatching from the beginning and obviously there were there were way less at that point um, so I, I, I may be closer to 15
1: okay I, I, uh, I definitely have seen bits and pieces and stuff like that and it is a movie that well I will often just throw on when I go to bed so I mean Disney Plus has made that very easy for me I'm looking for a movie I'm not gonna watch this I just want to hear it for about a half hour until I fall asleep I'll click on Iron Man all the time full viewings probably close to ten
2: I'm yeah, be more on the same boat I, I'm my guts telling me between like eight to 10, eight to 12. Eight as the minimum. I, I, if I had to put money on it, I would, I would put money on nine or 10.
0: Okay. Maybe okay. 10. I like it. I like it. Very accessible nowadays, obviously. Uh, Disney Plus. Yeah. We've got the Blu rays, as you can see. You can get those very cheap on Amazon. We'll throw the link in if you still like the the physical media copies of, of those. And, um, uh, yeah, you can uh, of course rent it on Amazon Prime. Um, John, is there anything else I'm missing before we get into uh, the latter portion of this? The latter
1: portion being ranking, right? <laughs> yeah,
0: uh, I think the
1: we kind of you covered it with, with uh, Obadiah, but we wanted to talk about favorite non titular ca- characters. So anybody other than Iron Man, I've got to stand out there. Other than other than Obadiah, um, for me, Jarvis. So Paul Bettany as Jarvis, we take advantage, we take for granted how great that relationship is. I remember seeing this for the first time in like being blown away at that at that kind of like just relationship Tony has with an AI and the quippiness and how smooth and just buttery it is. I think Jarvis is a huge standout, and I and I think especially when I first saw this movie was a,
0: a huge huge standout. Yeah, good call. I, am I the only one who thought that that was Jude Law for the first few times I saw this movie? Because yeah. I definitely thought it was Jude Law.
2: Yeah, you're the only one. It might just be you. A...
0: Damn it! <laughs> uh, okay, never mind. Just cut that out. <laughs> Rashawn, favorite uh, favorite non Tony Stark character?
2: Uh, I gotta go with Pepper. I mean, um, again, her 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 significance as we as we move as we move forward with these movies, uh, is obviously, you know, it doesn't even have to necessarily be mentioned. Uh, and again, and again, the chemistry that Gwyneth Paltrow and our, our, DJ, uh, have, like we talked about earlier, really carries a movie, to be honest, their, their relationship and, and seeing that bond form at these early stages here is, is again, it's his, it's his lifeline. It's literally his, uh, besides the arc reactor, it's literally his, uh, his lifeline to to be somebody the the hope that Tony has to to be a better person. Um there was a line in the beginning of the movie that I have here from Jensen that says, So you're a man who has everything and a man who has nothing. Yeah. Uh, if you think about that before that he 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 had everything. He had the money, he had the company, he had all this stuff. But when you get into that nothing piece, what Besides that, when you when you strip that, what do you really have, Tony? And it, again, didn't have kids at the time, didn't have a, a real significant other at the time, didn't have, uh, honestly, a respectable legacy to leave behind either. Um, as far as he was called the merchant of death, and this movie is him turning from that merchant of death to Iron Man, and the person that keeps him on that straight and narrow, and the one that helps him get to... Superhero status is Pepper, and then he builds more morals and things from there. Yeah, th- th- um, that was his
1: touchstone to yeah. reality, and really his only his only relationship that he had. Now, I gotta I gotta take a quick segue, Josiah. You say your your favorite your favorite Obadiah Stane line is the uh, when he's talking to the guy about how Tony Stark was able to build that, right? Uh, I, I don't know if it's necessarily my favorite, but. Aaron Weaver, thank you for calling in live to the MCU Reviewed. Josiah's a big fan of that, so I just needed to hear it from the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Aaron Weaver. Thank you very much. <laughs> Bye-bye. Aaron, so, I, I legitimately thought you were playing just a clip from the movie. Is he, Dude, you have to see him do it in person. This man,
0: Aaron Weaver. Yeah, person. Shout I've out.
2: Seen, I, I think I have seen him do it in person. So good. So good. Thank you, Aaron. So for calling. I appreciate after- you.
0: You know, I was just him and Han, but yeah, definitely that's not my favorite. Now it is, <laughs> absolutely. Now you have no yeah. choice. Yeah, that's uh, kudos. Thanks, that's Aaron. amazing. <laughs> um, so yeah, with uh, with regards to uh, non twenty star characters here, I gotta say, um, man, behind every every great man is an even better woman. Yeah, that's Pepper Potts, man. That that is, yeah. especially I talked about in the beginning. That's one of my first notes uh, seeing their relationship evolve she's his his moral compass she she fulfills jensen's uh kind of direction to tony don't waste your life right yes. you know make something of yourself pass this money this this fame your playboy what what have you and he does and he even says it at some point in the, in the movie uh, relatively early on you're all i've got uh so he definitely starts thinking about that when jensen has that that conversation right before he he passes away. And um, Jensen is such a forgotten character. I feel like in the scheme of things, he's such an impactful character for being on, on screen for such a short period of time. And Agreed. really,
2: yep.
0: Tony doesn't get out of there without him, right? So he, he helps him along his his journey. For me, I, I would say specifically this movie. Uh, well, two more characters I love. Gotta love uh, Jon Favreau in very very limited minutes uh, is happy <laughs> i've come to be become such a john favreau fan over the years uh, whether it's what he's done with the mcu with iron man uh, even things like the chef show or my goodness the mandalorian now you know i love that guy he's just a guy i would love to hang out with it feels like uh, he has just been uh such an integral part of that to me agent colson Look what happened with him like he you know he became a recurring character agents of shield became a thing that's another thing but for me uh, it does come back to jeff bridges uh obadiah is uh, is that secondary character for me that would be my favorite non tony stark character oh yeah anything else uh that we wanted to get to uh, any kind of closing thoughts
2: uh, uh one thing for me it gets me every time i watch this movie um without fail it is the you can't help but not love the first not the first test flight scene when he's in the silver uh suit and he and he's doing all of that but the first real run as iron man in that classic mark II. uh when he, you, 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 when he goes to that go town
1: ahead. when he goes to that town that like the the, the people yeah, that kidnapped after it, were in, yeah.
2: yeah. Right. And 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 it's the moment that you get in every superhero movie where the superhero gets to show off their powers, yes, quote unquote, yes. for the first time. That was um, amazing. It's just <laughs> it, it, the reason why it's it's so amazing seeing it. Of course, trying to put your 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 lens, your viewing lens, back in two thousand eight, seeing the what the gadgets that Tony has then, and then just. Fast forwarding to Infinity War and Endgame and just seeing the gadgets he then has oh, and then trying to think about what he would have done, done to those guys <laughs> with the technology he ad- eventually develops for the Iron Man. Just the too.
1: nanotech alone. We wouldn't even have had these three yeah, that, movies. Just done. <laughs> exactly.
2: It, it just would have been over. Yeah. Um, Obadiah even himself wouldn't have st- stood a chance. Uh, so it, it's funny seeing stuff like that. Yeah. Um, to, and again, just putting on that lens of no. Now we know all of these things, right? That happened, and then just trying to bring it back to where you were back then. So that that that's awesome. And then the uh, immediately following that is is the plane scene with the two uh, with the two with the, with the two whole military jets, yeah. thing. Yeah. That was cool. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. The call with that was awesome.
1: that, That's that's really right, cool. Yeah. Yep. I think we're talking yeah. like little moments like that too. I'm big fan of the uh, the fight at the end uh, with Obadiah. And they they loop it all back to his first flight run where he goes straight up and he goes how uh, will you solve the yes. ice problem. And he's like, what yes. ice problem? And that 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 was a very cool callback. Very great Tony Starkism. One of my favorites.
0: Um, that that is one thing on kind of our list that uh, I had missed was quote unquote that moment. You know, yeah. maybe one moment that stuck out in your mind. Maybe one of your favorite moments. Um, if it's if you guys have other moments that you you haven't mentioned yet think about it for me uh one thing that sticks out is when tony goes back uh to where he was right around the the area of that cave and goes and basically frees the the citizens that are there and kind of coming under fire and when he takes um kind of like the the captain of of that militia group there and says he's all yours to me that was a really nice uh, moment that sticks out in my mind of him kind of saying, hey, let's put this suit to use and let's see what, what kind of damage we can do. He, he, obviously, he, he puts it to good use, yeah. and he, he does that, and he, he say, reunites the, the father with his, his boy and his family there. To me, that was always um, that was one of the first Iron Man steps. Rashawn,
1: if, just to clarify, that was the same scene you and I were just talking about, right? Yep. Just make sure we're on I'm the <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that Rashawn wasn't talking about a very different scene and that
0: you got that, and I was the one no. that was
1: left out of the loop. You were the one left. No, saying. no, no. It's okay. I just
0: wanted to to further elaborate and mention that it got it. Uh, that was kind of was so my cool.
2: my moment
0: uh, for for what we were going to talk about. Obviously, there's so many to choose from I, when think, we we look back
1: on this. I think that moment still stands and still hangs around with with some of the best like. Alright, this is like my my first go with this. Look what I can do moments when it comes to superheroes. I think of like the Raimi Spider Man movies when he first learns to swing, stuff like that. Like I think I think this moment for Iron Man still stands as one of the The score ones. in this
2: scene is 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 perfect, by the way.
1: Yeah. It doesn't didn't stand out to me. Not not much of the music in the early MCU's really hit me the way it does, obviously, in the later stuff, but I'll have to mm-hmm. re listen for that.
2: If we're yeah. still talking scenes uh Again, I referenced this earlier, but beside besides that scene, I think the scene, I mean, not even technically in the movie is I'm going to go back to the Nick Fury, man. It, it doesn't just not to reiterate the same points again. But again, just seeing that for the first time and again, to this day, regardless of knowing what happens in the future or not, I literally sat here watching that again and I still get goosebumps yep. when he says the Avengers initiative. So the, <laughs> and then just know what comes after.
0: I think, uh, you know, if if I so we talked about a few moments there, you know, especially from different ranges of emotions. And um, Rashawn, you even mentioned how the in the the scene I chose, how the score kind of emphasized that a little bit. Is is there no, you know, you mentioned also the Avengers Initiative in the post credits, but is there no more? Put your stamp on this movie. This movie has arrived. Than the very end of the film when Tony Stark says, I am Iron Man.
2: Yeah. Yes, yes. 1,000%.
0: Uh, yes. 3,000%. Uh, uh,
2: uh, uh, you got me, you got me, you got me.
0: <laughs> honestly, and how epic was it to begin with, and let alone where we get to in recent times in the MCU, you know, especially well, with but- Endgame, how awesome that book ends itself.
2: Well, so- the cool thing about that is, um, we probably won't get enough time to talk about this in, in la- latter movies, because it's something that the MCU has trained us to throw out the notion of. This movie, and we see it progress, um, and we don't see a change until the first Spider-Man, secret identities who cares throw them out the window that was one of the first major mcu uh things that kevin feige and them did that throughout like those old comic book tropes they did they throw in a lot of comic book tropes but that this was the first one of secret identities who cares it doesn't matter that's a great point and we don't see and we don't see that again till spider-man and that's only because that is a true core element Mm -hmm. of the spider-man character um but again like when as we progress through the mcu and by the time we get the civil war that's the main reason why they had to change that movie altogether. because like oh well, this is not focused on around secret identities like it is in the comics we got to change this so that was something that i loved and they found a way to still make it work for every hero that didn't have a quote unquote secret identity
0: yeah they made it a thing right like there there was That's such a great point, Rashawn. Honestly, like we forget about it or I forget about it now, but that was always, it felt like trope is the perfect word. It was uh, behind closed doors. It was a secret identity, had another personality when it came to a persona in public and the MCU changed that right off the get go. Movie number one, I am Iron Man. And you got to love it too, right? Because even leading up to that scene, like he's talking about, or in that scene, he's talking about, I'm not a superhero. Oh, you know, it, it wouldn't make sense. Like in his head, he's he wants that, right? He's, Tony Stark wants that attention, yeah, that publicity. That's the guy. He's perfect. He's perfect. For I sure. love it. It's good stuff. Uh, good stuff all rounds. John, anything else?
1: What a good movie. I had so much fun to watch. I mean, I've, I've seen that movie so many times. I just It's just so fun to watch. I'm so excited.
0: I'm gonna be watching this again when I'm editing uh, Geekiverse stuff tonight. There I think you go. this is gonna be my background movie. Heck yeah! you yeah. Are. <laughs> Um, We do want to mention, uh, as we mentioned earlier, Fantastic is sponsoring uh, this series here. We're gonna be doing some giveaways, courtesy of Fantastic. John, why don't you mention what we're gonna be doing here for Twitter?
1: Oh yeah. So, uh, so the idea, at least with this uh, this current Iron Man video, is we're gonna throw out a tweet that's gonna have this video in it share it with your friends but this tweet will also specifically say that hey this is the giveaway tweet we're giving away one shirt from Fantastic. retweet this tweet make sure to follow the geek and you'll be entered to win the shirt so we'll have a very specific tweet you won't you know, won't be confused we'll, we'll make sure it's obvious that this is the giveaway tweet give us a retweet give us a follow on twitter share this video with your friends you'll be entered to win the shirt easy enough simple
0: so a little bit again about Fantastic, our, our wonderful partner here. Uh, they are a division of 26 shirts. Uh, quick about 26 shirts. At 26 shirts, we sell different limited edition themed t-shirts every two weeks. Fantastic has a little bit different model on their time frame, but same concept. After a shirt's respective run is over, the design is retired and never sold again. For every shirt sold, a donation is made to a specified family in need or charitable organization. Uh, you can find f- more about Fantastic at 26shirts.com slash Fantistic. Uh, again, they've raised over $750,000 to date for uh, these families and organizations that are in need. Thank you very much to, to Dell Reed and company for, for partnering up with this. We're super excited. We support those guys. They support us. And more importantly, they support those who are really in need. Uh, can't, you won't find better people than that. All right. So, uh, are we gonna we're gonna get to uh the rankings yeah, here. Yeah,
1: this is the biggest part. I mean, so every every episode we are going to rank the MCU. Not only is it the MCU reviewed, we're viewing them again, but we're also reviewing them. And with reviewing comes ranking. So, let's get into the ranks, guys. Let's pull up the little graphic here. The MCU. Right. I'm so excited to see where this lands. All right. So, this is our MCU ranking image. You guys can't see it. I can. The folks at home can. Uh, there's one spot available, and it's Iron Man. So right now, Iron Man's sitting pretty at number one.
0: <laughs> we did it. We did it. Now, uh, we're going to, as we mentioned, rank these week by week. Yeah, absolutely. Jeff Pavlock uh, of the Geekiverse. You, you may know him from our other shows throughout the years. He would list this. Currently, having ranked all 23 movies as the number one, mcu movie when all is said and done i want to tell you right now it's not going to be my number one movie
1: that is a it's a statement from jeff i don't know if it's a good
0: one but it's a statement <laughs> jeff made an interesting statement also you know we won't get into this but he said uh, on social media and i've known this for a while but he w- he went public with it he said batman begins oh. is the best movie in the nolan trilogy Yeah, i saw that that come on jeff and Jeff, I
1: saw on. that as well. We're not getting yeah, into that. Jeff, this isn't the Nolan he, trilogy in Reviewed. This is MCU Reviewed.
0: See, John, just like 2008, Batman overshadowing these, <sighs> these movies. Come on, man. So, it's always happening. Yeah, Jeff has a fondness for Origins. But we'd love to hear from you regarding the MCU here. Where will Iron Man rank on your list ultimately? Obviously, right now, we're one for one. Number one. We're really excited uh, to get on with these. You've got a week to watch. The Incredible Hulk. Yeah,
1: that's next. We're going yeah, like I said, uh, in in uh, sequential order release date, um Incredible Hulk came out surprisingly close to Iron Man in terms of release date. It was like
2: very close. I think it, it was, was very close. I think close. it was like May
1: July, something. It was like a couple of months. It was very They were 100% in theaters at the same time, like at my local theater. For sure. I remember that for like for a fact. Weird stuff.
0: A little bit different nowadays. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But uh uh, wrap it up here. Where can everyone find you on social media so we can debate these rankings together, Ooh. John?
1: Yeah, find me uh, at Disruptoid. I'll be talking a lot about these movies. Aside from these reviews, I want to be—I want to be in Twitter. I want to be hopping in there, getting in here in your rankings, um, and more so than my Twitter. Follow the Geekverse because we're going to be posting these reviews. We want to hear your impressions for the incredible hulk even before we film it so i i would love to be able to take some some people's twitter reviews and get those in this episode in this next episode too and see what the people are thinking about the incredible hulk and all the movies moving forward the the other 22 we're working with here um that's going to be a lot of fun watching the incredible hulk is that going to be a lot of fun jerry's still out nope it's not it's not going to be fun that's it that's all i got spoilers (laughs)
2: Yeah, hey, I like the. Uh, come on, right. Oh, uh, yeah. We'll get, we'll right, get week, to it we're
0: next We're gonna week. get into it. We're gonna get into it. <laughs> I just I, I enjoy the Hulk for what it was, the Incredible Hulk. We'll, 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 we'll talk about. It that. We'll get we'll get into it. You know, you know, Incredible Hulk, Dark World. We're, we're talking about Battle of the Titans here. It's oh great. My <laughs>
1: God. Why did I sign up for this again?
0: Uh, Rashawn, you're on a number of Geekiverse shows nowadays. You're yes. all over the place what are some of those shows that people can find you on and where can they find you on
2: social media? So you can find me right here on the MCU review. You can find me on the, uh, our, uh, Ooh, if I could speak English, that'd be great. You can find me on our Disney plus cast. Uh, you can also find me on, uh, G what are we? (laughs) (laughs) I knew that was going to happen. I knew it was going to happen because we
1: always refer to it as G three. So, so no, no fault to Rashawn there. No. Our
2: gaming, podcast. What, what, is, what is our gaming show called, fellas? Help it's
0: Geek Scott Game. We, we always shorten it to, to G3 just for convenience sake. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, You would, think I would, learn, place,
2: you would it, think I would learn that, right? It's only your second one.
0: Honestly, and we, we always call it G3 in our chat, so that, that is not your fault. Yeah. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, Rashawn has been a wonderful addition to the Geekiverse. He stepped right in like he's been here for years. Uh, he's doing a wonderful job for us, so definitely get involved with him on, on social media, especially for these MCU rankings
2: and uh, social media, uh, Twitter, True King Zero.
0: Also, when you said that you needed to speak English, I was like, "Did someone accidentally switch your channel to Dutch?" Because uh, we talked about that. On... <laughs> uh, ah, <Yeah, yes>. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> uh, last plug here: uh, the GigaVerse has a nice uh, birthday coming up. We are turning six years old in the month of May. So, uh, to celebrate, we're doing a few things. One of those things is discounted merch in our online store so go to the you can purchase any one of our shirts that we've got over 20 designs at a discounted rate uh, including if you're watching the video version i know mike's kind of in the way there but it says i love you 3000 if you're listening in at home so check that out if uh there's got to be a design in there that you like we'd appreciate the support thanks for tuning into this episode I'm telling you right now, we're going to have an absolute blast with this. Depending on the week, you know, some of these weeks may be kind of iffy, as we mentioned. But you know what? We're talking about Marvel. We're talking about what we love here, again, for the most part. And we're doing it together, Uh, whether it's Rashawn, myself, and John, or you, the community. We appreciate you tuning in and being a part of this. Get involved on our Twitter, as we mentioned. That's at the underscore Geekiverse. Can't wait, guys. Incredible Hulk next week. Get watching.
1: Ugh got to figure out where John to do is so excited guys if you could know. only if
0: you're, if you're listening to the podcast he's just he's got
1: the biggest grin right now it's great last time I watched this movie That's I just remember it not being my favorite but hey I think I've I'll, I'll throw this out there I've only seen the Incredible Hulk once one what? time oh my goodness spoilers for next week I've only seen this movie once so will I like it more my second time you'll have to find out
0: and with that for Rashawn and John I'm Josiah we'll catch you next week next Monday for an episode of MCU Review, The Incredible Hulk. Thanks for watching.